Hello and welcome to this edition of the FDT TV podcast. Now before we get started, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to the YouTube channel and look for the big gold cup. Press that subscribe button, help us get to 100 subscribers. Uh, this week, lots has gone on, but before we get there, how you doing Mike? Uh, up and down, up and down. Uh, up because of the football, uh, down a bit on the old personal situations, but I won't bore you with that because... No one really gives a shit, if I'm being honest. I don't tend to normally give a shit, but yeah, we're good. Uh, flying high for the uh, the Premier League. Boys, again, pulled out the stops. <laughs> I'm just waiting for, um, or every week we seem to get, oh, you haven't played anyone good yet. You haven't played anyone good yet. And the chances are, I would say that we still haven't played anyone good yet. <laughs> I was going to say, you still um, ain't played anyone we'll, good we'll yet. Come, we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. We're 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 slowly climbing, aren't we? Slowly climbing. We're almost qualified for the uh, the next round of the Conference League, so that's good. Um, what I will say before we get started, for those of you who heard last week where I said, "Ah, oh, maybe we will get a special guest on," uh, that's my fault. I didn't reach out. Uh, so there is a West Ham Liverpool fixture coming up in a week or so. Uh, so maybe we'll reach out for that and get him on the next one there if he's about. Um, but yeah, so we are slowly climbing back up the Premier League, Mike. Not won't be long, and uh, we'll be ahead of you. Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for it. <laughs> we're um, we're we're due a run of bad results soon. So um, yeah, you never know. I might come in in the coming weeks. Mm. So not it. Well. <laughs> Well, 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 we'll wait and see, shall we? We'll wait yeah, and yeah. see. I mean, you, you've you've seen off Tottenham, you've seen off Liverpool now. Mm-hmm. Is that the the sort of the big six challenge gone, or because you've still got to play Chelsea and see? Uh, Chelsea depends on what the way the wind's blowing and whether they play well. Although under yep. Graham Potter, we've started to already see a bit of a turning of the tide, I think. But Manchester City, is that the game you're worried about? Uh, Nah, mate. Momentum destroyer, nah. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> no, not a chance, mate. We're um, we're gonna come out all guns blazing, pun intended, and we're gonna uh, blow them away. No, um, in all honesty, I said at the start of the season that I would like to see us put in a top four. And you've asked me a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, do I see us as serious contenders? And I'll, I'll go back to my previous statement. I, the ones that we need to watch out for. Um, <clears throat> this season at Manchester City, obviously they've recruited really well. They've um, scoring goals for fun, it seems, and um, yeah, I've, I don't think there's going to be any any chance of anyone kind of catching them. But saying that, well, they have had a couple of draws. So could we nick a draw with the way that we're playing at the moment? I don't know, um, but to be honest, I mean, would they score the volume of goals? Without Haaland, if he picked up an injury, uh, I I don't think they would score the volume, but I still think they would score goals. Okay, um, but yeah, so I think as long as he stays fit, um, potentially an invincibles season, do we reckon? And if I know I've said it a couple of times that there we would never see the invincibles again but obviously we know that manchester city currently undefeated at the moment the seven wins two draws um do you think it could be a possibility or do you think they will slip up uh, i think the the biggest the biggest question mark that comes over that is not necessarily could they do it i think looking at their squad and and, and the rest of the premier league and what's going on at the minute it's more than possible there's a lot of teams that are struggling i think the biggest possibly fork in the road for them will be the World Cup. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's ever been done before where there's been a World Cup in the middle of a season. Um, I know Haaland's not going, but th- but a lot of their team will be going, uh, which is all added games, isn't it? And yeah. considering the form they're in, they look like they're going to get to the final of everything. That's an exorbitant amount of games. So that's where the wheels could come off. And through no fault mm-hmm. of their own, really. Um, but yeah, now other, other than that, you, you like them to to score, don't you? So e- even if they do go behind, they they seem to be able to have this come the ability to come back. Um, but also confidence breeds confidence. Mm. So that's I think will the World Cup do them good? No, I think Pep will want to not not have the World Cup. 
but we wait and see. The the most interesting thing I think will be uh, when Parliament discuss whether Harlan should be deported because it's not fair. I agree. There is. Um, well, there, I have seen the uh, the petition with like over a million people. Oh, I think it might be a one and a half million people have signed it. Yeah, which is quite funny. They asked Pe- Pepper about it the other day, and he's like, "What, what do you mean? What, why would he be deported?" And they're like, "Oh no, just because people think it's not fair." And he's like, "Oh yeah, ha ha ha, very funny joke." Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he, he's an unbelievable player, um, and and yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Harry Kane could not have lived up to what he's doing. No, definitely uh, not. I think the the old the old the old guard of the Manchester City fans who were supporting him when they got relegated a couple of times will be loving it in a minute. Um, but even better than that, Arsenal took back the lead in the Premier League by oh, yeah. beating Liverpool. Um, yes. Now I see the first six minutes of that game, um, yep. and then went and did something else. But you scored already within that time, yep. um, and again, I mean, we'll get into it a little <clears> bit more. I'll let you take over, but but there's some question marks over Trent, which I think we'll uh, we'll get to in a minute. But what was your thoughts on that game and that performance in particular? So we started extremely brightly and it's it's a complete contrast from what we saw from last season. So last season, we always seemed to really struggle to get into games. But for this season, we seem to be starting quicker and it kind of tails off towards the end of the first half. And then the start of the second half, usually from what we've seen this season, again, we start quite strongly and then it kind of tails off again. And I would assume that that's down to kind of game management or just because the players are putting such a shift in, they're just absolutely bloody knackered come the end of the uh, the 45 minutes or the 90 minutes. Um, <clears throat> as you quite rightly said, we scored within 58 seconds. Martinelli um, banged the ball into the uh, the bottom corner and it was an, ele- an electric start. I was so happy to see a start all come out the blocks that quickly. Um, but... Like I just mentioned, we did give away two stupid goals, I think. Um, but I think at the times that we did concede, we did see glimpses of the quality that Liverpool possess. And we're not seeing it enough this season, thankfully, um, because <clears throat> they did quite rightly get back into the game. They did kind of rip open our defence or tear our defence. Um and scored two good goals. Uh, Bobby Firmino and uh, Norman Nunez. Uh, Darwin Nunez. We all knew what you meant. <laughs> um, um, whatever it is. Um, yeah, he um, he did score a good goal. And they did have a couple of other chances. But obviously, Rambo was there to, uh, to mop it up. Now, <clears throat> there was a few question marks within that particular game. Potential handball on Gabriel. I can understand why it wasn't given but at the same time we have seen given already this this season within the Premier League ball being so close um his arm I suppose was in an unnatural position ish but um I think it was something to do with the proximity why why it was overturned yep. they wouldn't have been able to get his hand out of the way anyway so I kind of get that um <clears throat> There was also a couple of question marks over a couple of challenges um, on some of the the Liverpool players. And again, I think we have ridden our luck potentially on a couple of those decisions because obviously we have seen, again, people with uh, retrospective red cards and all this sort of stuff um, through VAR decisions. But um, the one thing that I did really like about our performance is that we didn't give up. I know we were ahead at each point of the game. So obviously we went one nil up, Liverpool pegged us back. We went two one up, Liverpool pegged us back. We then went up again. But the thing I enjoyed most was our game management for that part. Yep. And we seemed to see the game out. Um, <clears throat> when we scored a third goal, I think we actually looked stronger. Um, there was a couple of substitutions that were made late on into the game as well, which I do think helped um, freshen up some legs that were on the pitch as well. So <clears throat> another fantastic performance from us. Eight wins out of nine. I think if you would have said to me at the start of the season, this is what you will be at at this point in, in the league. Uh, oh, sorry, in the season, I would have laughed at you. Mm. Um, there was a couple of banana skin games, that being one of them. The, the Tottenham game, I think... As much as as confident as I was, um, 
there was always that pit, bit in the back of my mind, could they turn up? Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy with the performance. Can't fault the the effort from the players. Uh, Gabby Jesus, again, uh, with another outstanding performance. Martinelli absolutely run his socks off. And one of the things that we've mentioned time and time again on this channel is the fact that you don't mind if your team lose, i.e. the game against Manchester United, when you see your team put the shift in. Yep. It was just unfortunate within that particular game that we were caught out by two stupid errors, um, long balls, split the defence, and they caught us on the counter-attack. So, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely over the moon with the performances that we see recently, and I can't, couldn't be happier. So going back, there's there's a couple of things which I want to pick up on what you've said there. Obviously, uh, the first being Gabriel's handball. Uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. were shouting for a for a, a penalty, um, and if I'm honest, I'm going to give VAR a, 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 a handshake here, a, a, a metaphorical handshake, because I think they got that right. He, he didn't move his arm towards it. His arm was already there and the ball was pinged at him. It's like sort of that. Just uh, I think he was just shitting his pads and said it was going to hit him in the face or in the nuts. Um, but yeah, no, so I think they, they got that decision right. Um, and the other thing you said about Martinelli being on fire, um, it, mm-hmm. it seemed quite obvious from, from very early on, sort of, especially with that goal, he, he told him to run at Trent. Because he's got the speed, he's got the skill, run at him. He's having a bit of a torrid time at a minute, getting behind to just run at him. Um, and that's what he did all game. Um, and, yeah, from what I see, phenomenal. Um, what I would say is Firmino come on and scored, started to sort of ch- t- change the tide slightly because he's a bit more of a selfless player. Um, but we see Darwin Nunes shooting a lot from really tight angles, where if he'd passed it across, as Mane would have done, or Firmino would have done, would have ended up with a goal. And I don't want to say I've been banging on about it for a couple of months now, but... You've been banging on about I've it been for banging a couple on. of months. And, and, and Liverpool, I mean, after nine games, I know they've got a game in hand, but after nine games, they're level on points with us, um, only by the fact of VAR got a decision wrong. They should be sitting below Everton. Uh, they they should be essentially thirteenth in the Premier League, um, and 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 that's that's considering they they got some good results um, along the way and some lucky results. Um, but there was a contentious thing with a minute ago where both managers were spoken to. Jurgen Klopp looked a bit bemused and a bit like, "Oh my God, what's going on now?" So there was an incident between Henderson and. Gabriel. Now, mm-hmm. there's been nothing come out about what that was, but it was obviously something quite serious because they had to speak to both managers. Um, uh, but what the rumour, and, and I will stress this is a rumour, is that what came out of his mouth was something to do with racism. Um, so uh, I don't want to say that's what he did because we don't know, but that's a rumour and that would make sense as to why he spoke to both managers. Um, but he didn't see a, a straight red, which I f- would have thought that would have been a, a straight red offence. Um, but do you think it had something to do with there was like 30 seconds left to play and it was more like, let's talk this out retrospectively afterwards because we need to get to the bottom of what's actually happened rather than yeah. send him off, cause big uproar and then go, actually, is it as bad as what it was? Or <coughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so no. What, what, what do you think from, from yeah. watching it? What, what, what do you think may have happened there? So... <coughs> To be honest, I've I've seen it's very difficult with the quality of videos and stuff because I think they were trying to draw attention away from what was going on. Yes, um, but I've seen some footage on social media and uh, whatever Henderson says to Gabriel, Gabriel's not happy about. He goes and speaks to the ref, and then there's kind of a, a bit of a huddle between everyone, and um, you don't really know what's going on. But tempers are obviously flared. Yeah, I don't know what. <clears throat> could have been said um unless it was something like oh your mum or whatever <laughs> your mum's so fat when she sits around the house she sits around the house um <laughs> you know what I mean? so, something like that I, I doubt they would have kicked up so, so much of a fuss a to go and speak to both the managers and b i did see it actually it's, it's one of these things that you you kind of think oh it'll just get brushed under the carpet but i did see on sky sports news um this morning that an investigation is being undertaken by the FA or it's been reported to the FA for investigation. So you don't 
it do point, something like that yeah. if it's not. It points to he's he said something along the racism <clears throat> lines, doesn't it? Yeah, and um, <clears throat> as you, as you quite rightly said, if it is something um, that's that's obviously the the Premier League, and I think the vast majority of people, because you will have always have that minority, it's not something you want to see in the modern game. Um, and <clears throat> when you see players taking the knee week in week out, saying look, we don't, or this is our way of um, marking our supporting of the the racism out um, movement, yep. then um, you, something that, like that happens, you do need to, to question whether they need to obviously abandon that now. But again, it just goes to go back to that, that minority thing. If it does come out there, he has said something a little bit naughty, he'll be banned or so something will happen they will take retrospective action yeah. i i'd imagine from the premier league and also at club level oh they'd have um, to although although they didn't did they 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 didn't win suarez and evra um mm. and uh i want to say it was jamie carriger who reached out to evra when that happened, I was reading about this the other day when he said, sorry, it's slightly sidetracking, but when they wore those tops saying, we stand with Suarez, he said, we didn't really understand what was going on and what it was all about. We didn't understand what he said. And and he said, oh, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have done that. We were, we were all in the wrong there. We all had sort of the, from the club level, this is what needs to happen. You need to stand with him. So if that happens again, is this a case that institutionally at an upper level of Liverpool that, that that's the opinion of, well, it's acceptable? Is that conspiracy spit theory number two, Mike? <laughs> After asthma gate, not only asthma, but they're all racists. Um, um, I, know, I know that last comment was a little bit tongue in cheek, but <laughs> it was completely tongue in cheek. I am um... well. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but if, even if it is, I'm not, I'm not for one second saying it is, but even if it is some sort of, or oh, that is the opinions of a few people within the club, they'll obviously have to come out and say, this is, oh, these do not, or yep. these opinions do not reflect the ownership of Liverpool FC or, or some, something to that effect, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what comes of that, if anything. Um, but, and I think if if it was, um, I, I think the outcome of the investigation will be more um, damning because if one party turns around and says, this is what was discussed or we can't go into the details of what was discussed. However, we've managed to kind of clean it up under. Yeah. And if Arsenal or Gabriel aren't happy about it, I'm going to assume that one, one or the other is going to come out and say, this is what this prick said to me. I think it's disgusting. I, I, I think in, in, in cases like this, if, if, if it, if it's sort of brushed under the carpet as such, but if it's not dealt with severely, I think it, they would have every right to put it into 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 the court of public opinion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's more that that that's gonna. Although, okay, you wouldn't say cause to violence, but that would have more of a knock-on effect in terms of wrongdoing than a fine would. Yeah. Oh, I can't get any endorsement deals because no one wants to be with me. Oh, actually, everyone boos me at every club I go to. Do you know what I mean? That's got more of a a knock-on effect, then, oh, it is £10,000 fine, and you miss three games, or whatever it may be. Uh, but we'll wait and see, so we'll, we'll keep that one hot on the press. Um, but 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 obviously, we also did mention Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's, he's a Gareth Southgate favourite, and undeniably creative. I think that, that I, I would argue he's corner for that. He's a very creative player. But defensively, piss poor. Um, especially this season, he got found out a couple of times last year, um, but this year he's just been absolutely diabolical. Now I don't know whether that's because the centre backs not covering covering him as well, or if it's case he's going so far forward, he's not able to track back and he he's lost a bit of confidence where he's been done a number of times now. What's your opinion on that? Should he be at the World Cup, <sighs> or should he be a right back at the World Cup? I. 
what? Do you know what? I'm, I'm kind of in two minds about this because obviously we've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I think, when we were talking about the, the Conference League games. Yep. Is that he is a guy that can, or his creativity is absolutely brilliant. And there's, un, there's no denying it. He's, his ability to ping a ball 70, 80 yards up the pitch on a, on a sixpence, um, I don't think there's, there's any question about. But, You've got to say, this season, a lot of Liverpool's downfalls have been because of Trent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know you can't solely blame it on him because, obviously, it's a team game. But um, you're seeing him dragged out of positions um, so much frequently. But I think it was uh, a couple of games ago as well. Um, I think it was against the Bright uh, against Brighton. Yeah. And um, you just see him get run past and it's just like, oh, what's the point? And then instead of sprinting to, to try and amend the wrongs, um, so to speak, he's just jogging and like, oh, well, it's happened again. Um, and that's not the sort of attitude that you want. And I think <clears throat> just looking at Maguire as an example, obviously he was started in the first two games, oh, sorry, the last two games against um, Italy and Germany, I think it was, yep. in the, the Conference League. And we get absolutely battered. You see him get taken off, and then all of a sudden we seem to start scoring goals against Germany. Was a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so maybe a break from football for the time being. Obviously, we're not saying uh, definitely, but maybe a bit of a break because let's not forget the the number of games that Liverpool played last season mm-hmm. as well. So we'll take him out the final um, line, so to speak, for a, give him a little rest and. Let him yeah, yeah. yeah, so obviously include him in training and stuff, but just just explain to him, look, we're just going to take you out of the frame for a little while um, <clears throat> and just to see if that gives you a bit of a break, kind of compose yourself again, and then we go again in a couple of weeks' time or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's a massive fall from grace, not only for him, but I think for Liverpool as well. Yes. When oh, you it's see not some just of the results him, that, they've, um, that they've pulled out recently. And as you mentioned at the start of this podcast, confidence breeds confidence. Mm. When you look at the results that they had last year, they were, oh, sorry, not even just last year. Last the last few years. years. Um, losing out to Manchester City twice, I think, by a point, And then obviously winning the league. And yeah, it's it's crazy to think. But it all it all does seem to stem back to Mane. They're not scoring enough goals, um, as you it, mentioned. It's the selflessness not... of the players. And, yeah. And he, here's the thing. I think you've, you've hit a couple of really good points there in the fact of they've had such a good run for such a long time. If we go back 10 years and say, oh, Liverpool are 10th after eight games, no one would be that surprised to go, oh, they're, but they'll be thereabouts at the end of the season. But no one would be shocked at all oh, their tenth. Now, um, he he he's the other thing that I've just picked up on. You said about obviously in uh, once he gets done, he's not sprinting back. When he was first breaking into the team, that's what he was fantastic for. Is he had this creativity, but when he did get done, he didn't. He was relentless, and he he pushed and pushed and pushed till he won the ball back. Um, now, I think maybe you're right that giving him a little break would help him. Do you know what I would do? I would play Calvin Ramsey behind him and I would push him a little bit further forward and say your defensive responsibilities are still there but they're, they're not not as much. Um, and let him push forward. Let him become that creative spark and try and replace those assists that Mane gave from further up the pitch. I don't know if it would work but that's what I would do if I was Klopp. But I don't think he's going to be in a job long. <clears throat> It's funny you should mention that, actually, because I suppose you can draw uh, comparisons to Gareth Bale. Because obviously when he first started, he was a a defender and was getting done left, right and centre. And then I was like, oh, brainwave, let's try and push you up a Mm. little bit further. Maybe we're kind of seeing that transition uh, for for Trent to come from potentially a right back... um, to a little, sort of or a, a conventional right back to yeah yeah, yeah to pushing up to, yeah. to the wing. And I'll be interested to see actually if there have or if there's any footage of training footage of him playing within that creative up the field position or whether it's just this is your position, this is where you've got to stick yeah. to. I I think in some senses uh, that probably is the case. Maybe he does want to be a winger. 
Um, but but will Klopp go for it? He's he's not in a position at the minute to experiment. If he had done it last season, there may be. But the mm. the trouble is he's got he's got Salah in front of him mm. um, as as the right winger. Um, and although he's very good, he's on the wane a bit, and he's towards the end of his career. So I think maybe they should start experimenting because something's got to change. Um, but say seventh season syndrome for for Klopp again. His his team are struggling. Um, it's happened to every club he's, he's happened. If he turns it round, fantastic. But I think we could see the end of him at Liverpool. Not necessarily in the Premier League, but definitely at Liverpool. And I think, potentially, he could end up at Tottenham or he could end up at Newcastle. And that, I know that sounds very strange because both of those teams are doing quite well. But if Ponte leaves to go to Juventus, there's an opening there. Klopp would fit sort of the mould they would want. And also, Newcastle, I know Eddie Howe's doing a good job, but actually, marketability in football now is a big thing. Klopp's more marketable than Eddie Howe is. There's also that, but there's also the England links. I know he's come out and said... Um, Potentially, yeah. He's, he's flattered that he's been considered, or his name's been banded around for the England job. And I think Gareth Southgate's already come out and said this is going to be his last tournament regardless. So you, you never know. In a year's time or whatever, after the uh, the World yep. Cup, depending on how well we do or whatever, that you could see Southgate out, Eddie Howe in, and then that leaves the the vacant position for for Newcastle as well. Yeah, I mean, so. there's, there's endless possibilities, <clears throat> endless possibilities. Um, but let's move on a little bit. West Ham obviously found, have, have started to recapture some form. We beat we beat Everton. Everton. We didn't beat Everton. We beat Fulham quite convincingly, considering how well they started the season. They've fallen off a cliff a little bit. Not saying I predicted that too, but um, but they did start on fire. Uh, Andreas Pereira, former Manchester United player, phenomenal goal. Just beat everyone. Fabianski didn't have a clue, uh, but we did come back. Obviously, um, we had. Jared Bowen scored a penalty, Skamaka scored a goal which he thought was offside, and then Antonio. And here's the thing, Antonio scored a goal that was given. It bounced up, it hit his shoulder, his elbow, everything. Full sprint, they gave it to him, um, which I'm not moaning about. But Rashford had one very similar, didn't touch as much of his arm, wasn't given. And I think, again, the consistency of VAR has come into that, because I think, I think Manchester United should have won that game 3-1. Um, not that it's anything to do with uh, West Ham, um, but Skamaka. We've gotten, we've now got a striker, and he's being played as a striker, and we're starting to see goals. <laughs> Who would have known that that was our problem? <laughs> we didn't have a striker, um, but say he has started to be played, and Antonio's coming on as a sort of a, a substitute to, to bully players a bit later on, and he's scoring goals. So it's all started to click at West Ham. Hurrah. And and you've got to look out for me in the corner flag on Thursday because I'm going to be by the corner flag. Yeah, boy. Op- opposite end of the... Uh, or op- opposite, yeah. Completely sort of like the opposite end from the away fans because I don't like them scumbags. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, we're playing. We're playing Andelect, and if we get a point, then I think we're we're through to the knockout stages of the Europa Conference League, which means that we can see some of the youngsters come in and play, and give even more first team players a rest. <sighs> Brief, but yeah. So, so I, I think I, I, I'm still worried that that form is going to drop off. I'm still worried that we're we're still the wrong end of the table. I know we've got a few games to go. We've still got 28 games to play, but it it doesn't. We need to string together a few more results. We've got a, a bit of a torrid run coming. We've got Liverpool, Man United. Um, we play we play Southampton this weekend, and on paper again, we should win. We should win that game. Doesn't necessarily go that way. And same with Bournemouth. We should win that game. Doesn't necessarily go that way. Um, but if if we can string another three or four wins together, or, or, or decent results, some draws for some of the harder games, then we are only realistically five points behind uh, Manchester United and Chelsea, six points behind Chelsea. So they, I know they've got a game in hand, but we've got to play both those teams yet. So we could start very slowly pulling it back. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. 
Um, what's your take on the Antonio being given the goal and Rashford not? Do you think that's a fair or do you think that's a bit of a, a, a whoopsie again by VAR? Uh, do you know what? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like I said, the, the, the level of consistency that we've seen already this season um, is very questionable. I mean, I did see the uh, the Antonio goal and to be honest, I was quite surprised because I don't even know how they can justify um, the goal because... I think the rule is if if you see it touching any part of the hand that gives you an advantage, the goal needs to be chalked off. Yep. And you can quite see, quite clearly see it here, as you said, about 14 different parts of his arm um, in order for him to score. And I would love to see the justification as to why they have allowed that to um, to stand, given that we have seen goals already chalked off this season because of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my understanding of it is, but because if it doesn't, di- if it's not in direct play to a goal, that if it's if it's not intentional, then they give it. So I don't know whether the VAR has gone. Oh well, he's not meant it, but let's give the goal. Where, and this is this is the difficult thing because I think that's how it should be played. If he he was at full sprint, it's bounced up, bomb, 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 and okay. He scored the goal, but Rashford did the same. He he was at full sprint, jumping around a player. It hit him, and he's he's managed to still get under control and, and take it. But I just it needs to be one or the other. I don't think you can play them side by side. It either is or it isn't, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> yeah. As I said, don't uh, don't understand the. The, the level of consistency and it's something that we've mentioned time and time and time and time and time and time and time again yeah um that they need to address it because it's just not good enough it really isn't um and you can you can justify or you can they can have or the the officials can have these little meetings get their story straight this is the reason why they've done it uh i know they have come out or ex professional referees do come out and give their opinions um, for some incidents or whatever, then I don't, again, I don't understand how you can implement a system that's supposed to kind of rule out all these incidences, but it's all subjective. Yes. You might as well sack it all off, leave, leave it for the referees to have run of the game again. Yeah. And as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the only thing, Oh no, sorry. I think it was something I mentioned. The, the only thing to, to use it off uh, would be offsides. Mm. But even then, they seem to, to take an age for, for those to be decided. So, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't understand. No. But on a bit more of a positive note, Ronaldo mm-hmm. has found the score sheet again uh, to score his 700th career club goal. Uh, over four clubs, obviously. Um, five for Sporting Portugal. Uh where he started, 101 for Juventus, 144 for Manchester United, and a whopping 450 for Real Madrid. Um, now, I know we all take the mickey out of the French League, say it's a farmer's league, but surely that shows that in 11 years, 450 goals, that Spain is a farmer's league. It has three, it has what, well, it has two and a half big teams, doesn't it, really? Let's let's be serious. It has uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico some of the time. Um, but yeah, it's I mean uh, phenomenal, uh, f- absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he scored twenty-seven goals against uh, Sevilla and twenty-five against Madrid. I mean, they're all in the top ten of who he scored against. They're all Spanish clubs. I know that's where he spent the longest time of his career, but even so, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I do have a question for you. Go on. This is how the stats are read. For left foot, 125. Right foot, 460. Headers, 113. Other, 2. What does other mean? What's that, like off his uh, arse? Sh- or what does that mean? Yeah. Shoulder and the bum. But there's got, there's got to be one, surely, where the ball's come over or whatever, and he's just gone... Well, he's lucky VAR didn't exist then, isn't he? (laughs) 
Would have been ruled out. Would have been ruled out. Um, most of his goals, funnily enough, come from inside the box. Did you know that? No. Uh, and uh, only 48 from direct free kicks. That's still quite a lot, though, isn't it? It, it, is, it is a fair amount. Um, he, here's the thing, right? Um, that Ronaldo is a danger in the closing stages of the game. Between 76 and 90 minutes, that's when he scored his most goals. So it's where players are getting tired. And we've said he's a machine of a man. That's where he's got most of his goals. And I'm not really surprised. <coughs> uh, but they have, on Sky Sports, they have a nice big feature on it. Lots of stats, for those of you who love it. Uh, and it shows all of his, um, all of the games that he scored in and how many he scored. I wonder how long that reel would be for all of his 700 goals. Um, a, a fair time. Probably an that's, hour, at least. That's like a, a feature length, isn't it? Well, if it's, if you think <coughs> if it's, Just on goals. If, if, if it's a minute a goal... 700 minutes. 700 minutes, what's that? Let's just get, get the calculator out. 700 divided by 60, that's uh, 11... Point <laughs> Yeah, I'm not watching that film. So, yeah, so if it's a minute per goal, it's going to take 11 hours of your life. Um, yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy. Do you think, obviously, big thing at the minute is Haaland and the amount of goals he's scoring. Do you think that he will ever overtake that sort of record? I know they've said... If he plays till the same age, and I think that's what Ronaldo's got going for him, he's played to a looked after himself to a long age. Haaland would have to score forty six goals a season on average to match that. So, how many goals? I, th- I think this is a bit of homework to find out how many goals Haaland is on as it stands. Um, then, because let's let's be honest. I mean, I know he's scored a ridiculous amount of goals already this season. For, for Manchester City, but surely he can't replicate that year in, year out. And I think you mentioned a couple of, a couple of weeks ago that he only always he's come up with some sort of unofficial agreement that he's only going to be in the Premier League for three years or something. Yeah, that's what his dad was saying. Uh, hmm. There was rumours that he had a, a Real Madrid clause in his contract for a couple of years. Pep said, not a chance that we, we would have put that in there. Um, so he he's 22 years old, Mike. And he has scored uh, a total of a hundred. Oh no, that's going to take into account. That's going to take into account the international goals, I think, which is not what we want. Uh, or is it? Mm, no, it's not. So he scored one hundred and fifty-one goals already. The hundred, sorry, one hundred fifty, one hundred fifty-three goals. Already. That's crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> he, he, right, he, here's the thing, right? He started at, at Mould under Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, 20 and 50. He then moved to Salzburg where he got 29 and 27. Uh, and then from there he went to Borussia Dortmund where he got 86 goals in 89 games. With 23 assists. So it's like, he is an absolute monster. This guy's he's only just turned 22. 86 goals in 89 games. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. He could have been England's number one striker because he was born in Leeds, but Gareth Southgate fucked it up and he declared for Norway. So just think about that, people. Just think about that. Could have had Haaland leading the line for England. We'd have won something by now. <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. disgusting. But do, do you think it potentially could catch him? It dep- I think it all depends no. on when he gets to 30, is he going to hang up the boots or is he going to go, you know what, I've won everything. Um, I'm the Premier League top goal scorer by 800 goals. Uh, I don't need to do anything else. Well, yeah, I mean, he could be... I've, do you know, I still can't get over the fact that he scored, what is it, 14 or 15 goals already? This, yeah. 15 or 16 now. And did I not, did I not say this before the, the media got behind it and he started actually doing it? Was I not saying that he was going to do this? 
if Phil, Phil, I, I, if Foden you know he's good. Yeah. You know he's good, but you don't realise how how good he oh, is. He's monstrous. There's been a number of defenders come out and went, can we just like not play that game and just give them the <laughs> points because I don't want to play it. Um, yeah, it's he's a monster. It's a mentality thing. It's a mentality, and uh, and he doesn't stop moving either. Did you, you see? see him did you see him? So the other day, the referee dropped his his spray, his foam spray. Highland ran out of the box, picked it up, chucked it to him, ran back into the box, and then scored. Because he and and he didn't want he didn't want the referee to not know where it was. Because then he thought he might be ruled out of VAR because the ref hasn't got his proper gear or they might stop play till he can find it. So he ran out, chucked it at him, ran back and scored. What's that about? I want to see his sprinting stats, if I'm honest. Yeah. And you are the stat man, so no doubt you'll be able to to find that. Mate, I just can't get over it. I don't think we will ever see. I mean, it could be. Let's just play devil's advocate. It could just be that he'll smash all the records this year and he'll be some two-ball player next year. I doubt it. Not a chance. Because he's he's obviously proven he's not that, or hasn't got that sort of level of mentality already. Uh, At 22 years old, as you've um, just mentioned. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I, I say we'll never see a player like that again, but we're looking... We've just mentioned that Ronaldo scored his 700th club goal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, another another crazy one. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll have to have a look through like sprinting it. stats because that's, that's going to be an in-depth dive. But what they were saying is if he carried on scoring at the rate he's scoring, it's only going to take him four years to break the, the Premier League goal-scoring record, which will be phenomenal. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine it's not been broken for ages? Harry Kane's very clearly eking his way up there. Harlan comes in four years. So that so, would put him at 26. So the point where he's in his prime, he's like, I've already broken it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can I can go to another league and break that one as well. Do you know what? I'd love to see his goals to minute ratio at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? He could have had, he could have had another four goals already, but Foden was too greedy at the beginning of the season to pass to him. Hmm. Um, but he only has a 55% on-target ratio. That's that's also really scary. 50, the amount of goals that he's he's scored yep. and he's only hitting... The target half 55%. the time. 55%. Yep. That's ridiculous. And I, I think it's one of those... He said Kevin De Bruyne is the, the best player he's ever played with. And Kevin De Bruyne must be loving it because it doesn't matter if the pass is good, bad, or indifferent. He's getting on the end <laughs> he's of on it. it. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's he's on the end of it. Um, but yeah, it's just phenomenal to see. And to be honest, he's one of those players that I would like to see live. You might, you might, mm. your team might get tonked eighteen nil, but I'd like to see it live. What yeah. I would say is we did quite well considering. Yeah, but that was one of those games that Phil Foden could have given him two goals, but he didn't. Um, Selfish. But but I, I do think we need to speak about something a little bit more serious. Obviously, uh, we've seen a number of players, unfortunately, pass away on the pitch. Uh, Christian Eriksen seems to be doing very well, considering uh, what happened to him uh, not so long ago. Uh, but this week we have seen Brighton midfielder Enoch Mpuu. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've pronounced that right. I believe I have. Uh, has retired at the age of 24 after a hereditary heart condition has been found when he was away with Zambia and he fell ill on the plane and they did some tests and went yeah you're you're not um you're not playing again because you're going to die on the pitch if you do very very sad considering yeah um <clears throat> obviously you've mentioned there's um a couple of inc- incidents that we've seen um certainly in our lifetime um players dropping down on the pitch and it's it's a scary thing obviously we saw as quite right said christian erickson i believe it was in the euros a couple of years ago um in fact no it was the world cup euro 2020 
I was Euros. Um, <clears throat> of course, yeah, we're just coming up to the World Cup, idiot. Um, yeah, so, and that was that was scary. Uh, had been unconscious for a, a strangely long period of time, but managed to pull through it. And as you mentioned, it's obviously playing with Manchester United. Um, I'm not going to say he's over the worst for it, because I'm assuming with any sort of heart condition, it could just be what any moment you could just go, nah, yeah. my body's not not given up uh Fabrice Moamba again is another player that we've yep. um, seen certainly in our lifetime where um drop down on the pitch people try and resuscitate him it doesn't look good uh but it's obviously had to hang up his boots and as you quite rightly said it is a sad sad story when you think of the number of players um <clears throat> that try and cut it in the professional uh in a professional game obviously you're playing for a premiership team and your career is cut short because of something that's beyond your control. Yep. Um, he is sad, and you have to obviously send your thoughts out to him and I wish him a, a long and happy life. Um, you just have to... Well, I don't, I, in fact, I don't even think it's something that you could even remotely try and understand. No. Um, unless, you, unless you were in that position, i.e. your Fabrice Mambas, your um, Christian Eriksen's, they're the only sorts of people, and, and anyone else that it's happened to, they're the only sort of people that are going to know what it's like to potentially have that feeling. Um, so, yeah, thoughts uh, thoughts go out to him. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he, he's a player that's never really played. It's, he's played at the top level in countries for a while. I mean, he's, he's got 20, 26, 27 caps for Zambia. Um, scored a couple of goals. Um I do think we will see, well, I don't know if you will see, I know Fabrice Mwamba has reached out to a number of players that's affected, obviously having be one of the few people who's experienced that horrificness and lived to tell the tale, it's a, it's a shoulder to lean on for experience, isn't it? Um, mm. But I do think he'll end up staying in football, whether that be in coaching or scouting or something, because most, most of these players, football's in the blood, isn't it? It's, it's not, yeah. a, although, okay, yes, it's a job, most of them will tell you they're privileged to do so and, and would do it for free. Uh, they're just lucky mm. enough to be paid for it. Uh, but yeah, so our thoughts do go out to him. Uh, hopefully he, say, gets better. Hopefully he recovers to, to, to the best he can and, uh, yeah, finds happiness. Um, but yeah, is, is, is there anything else to uh, to add to this week? Oh, we've got to do some predictions, Mike. We have got uh, I, I, well. I was so I was so close to uh, to wanting to just go. Oh, I'm going to keep the trophy. Fuck you. Fuck your predictions. Uh, come on in. Give us give us some uh, give us some rundowns of where we are before we uh, before we cap this episode off. Are you sure you want to go through this? Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. We oh, get okay. we'll get this whole podcast done in under an hour. Uh, we, okay. We we get in there, but we, we get there very quickly. West Ham um, versus Fulham. Uh, you had 2-0, I had 2-1, which is why I was a little bit annoyed that Antonio got his goal got stood. Um, so, yeah, point each for the correct uh, results. I'll take it. Or, <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'm not happy about that. Uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool, you had 4-1, I had 3-2. So, so three points for me for the correct score and one point to you for the you correct result. You would have result. preferred 4-1 so, though, wouldn't you? Sorry? You would have preferred 4-1. I would have preferred for one, <laughs> absolutely, but no, I'll, t- I'll take it. Um, so two points for you for the week and four points for me. So that moves the season totals up. I was trailing for so long, Ian. You're currently on 19 points and I'm now on 23. <gasps> Booyah! Trophies coming home, son. I'm telling you, end of this season. And just just on that, my predictions uh, just recently have, have been pretty good. And I'm just a little bit gutted that Brighton, <clears throat> the bastards, didn't score against uh, Tottenham the other day because that would have won me 150 quid off the pound. So, um, Brighton, not very happy with you. Danny Welbeck, why didn't you score? Um, Pascal Grace, why didn't you score? I'm just, I'm not even going to support you for the rest of the season now. <laughs> not that good anyway, but um, it's even more reason not to now. Um, <clears throat> right, moving on to uh, to this week's predictions. Uh, two games on Sunday, obviously, with the European games this week. Southampton versus West Ham and Leeds versus Arsenal. I'm going to give you the um, the honour of going first this week. What are your thoughts? So, uh, we're we're back on good form, I will say that. Uh, we have <coughs> got... Uh, we're not travelling far because we're only, obviously, playing at home against Anderlecht. 
Um, and generally that will be a rotating team from what we've seen. So therefore, I'm going to go with... We're getting on the score sheet, aren't we? I'm going to go 2-1 to West Ham. Oh, I feel, the, I, I feel uh, a Martin. James Ward-Prowse free kick at some point is going to be our undoing. But yeah, the 2-1 two, two, to West Ham, please. Okay, I'm going to go for 2-2 two, two in that particular fixture. Uh, as you mentioned, they have been scoring goals as of late. Um <clears throat> And you have got the the Europe, uh, so the Europa Conference League. So I know you've mentioned. Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to stick. With, I'm going to stick with my choice too. So going to stick with it. Got a feeling it's not let me down so far. Um, <laughs> right, Leeds versus Arsenal. Uh, also on Sunday, two o'clock. <clears throat> Again, very much like you, we we are probably going to play a more rotated squad on Thursday. We've got Bodo Glimt at. Um, away this week. Um, <clears throat> I've got to say, actually, from what I saw of the performance last uh, last week uh, in the Europa League, I think by the glimpse they could have done more out of their game. I think they were unlucky. They gave us a bit of a runaround. Um, obviously, playing on their patch this week, we have got to do travelling, and then we are travelling again on Sunday. But um, I think if we can keep the play our first team fit, uh, obviously, we did see... Um, a couple of changes from the team this week, i.e. Uh, Tommy Asu coming in at left back, but I think we got fairly unscathed in that particular game. Um, so I am going to put us down for where are Leeds currently sitting at the moment. Leeds are currently in 14th. Uh, only got 12 goals this year. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to put us down for... I think we'll concede... But I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a bit ambitious. I'm gonna go for four-one this Ooh. week. And now I was thinking about three-one because of the travelling. Uh, Leeds have been struggling to hold any lead or or, or being on level form once they've scored. I'm going for two-one to Arsenal, please. Okay. I think the quality will get you, but the travelling you'll have a little bit of a blip somewhere. Okay, so just to recap, obviously Southampton versus Southampton versus West Ham. I'll play Southampton. We'll uh, smash them. You've gone for uh, two one. I've gone for two two. Leeds versus Arsenal. You've gone for two one. I've gone for four one. Just to um, obviously remind the viewers, uh, this is a weekly competition we do for the lovely trophy the over Ian's shoulder in the uh, in the rack. Um, <clears throat> we get one point for a correct result and a three points for a correct score and obviously the most um most amount of points at the end of the season um will win the coveted fdt tv trophy it will it will so make sure you again we'll start as we finish make sure you go over to the youtube channel leave your comment underneath what you think the result's going to be for those two fixtures and while you're there why not subscribe uh but mike have you got anything else to add to this week's podcast no, um, I think we've waffled on for long enough and anything else that we were going to say we'll up next week. Yep, no, that's fair enough. So until then, I've been Ian. I've been Mike. And we'll see you soon. Peace.